0: You're listening to the Be Human Podcast, where we break down what it means to be human. Today's episode is about comparison. We're going to share six strategies you can use to stop comparing your behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel. And don't forget, hit that like button, subscribe, and share.
1: Three. How are you? Hello.
0: Ya? I'm good. How are
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good, too. I'm Bree. I can safely say whenever I'm chatting with you, I'm good. I'm in a good mood.
0: That's good. I ho- hopefully it continues. But honestly, I look forward to these sessions of recording. She's like, yes.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Gets me Let's fired get up. get it. Yeah. So, Bree, before we get into today's topic, I am curious. I gave you a challenge. I think it was two or three weeks back where I suggested we were talking about our morning routine. It's I gave you the challenge of hey I want you to try just at least try cold shower for a couple of times. Have you Kevin, have you completed that challenge?
0: Kevin, I can say I have completed the challenge. It definitely wasn't something I was looking forward to. At first, I was like I'm just going to try to like do my feet a little bit and just you know <laughs> see I was like warming myself up and then now <laughs> Well, take a little warm shower and then we have like a detached uh, shower head. And so I put it on the floor and I say, okay, three, two, one. And then I pull it up on my body and I'm like, oh, is, oh <laughs> yes, kitten!" And I'm like, yes. woo, woo. And honestly, you said it and I, I believe you now, it pulls you back into the present. You're like, mm-hmm. there is nowhere else you can go. Again, I, I didn't believe you, but now I do. And for those who haven't tried it yet, honestly it's worth the wild Mm,
1: mm, yeah Yeah. honestly I mean there's obviously all those other health benefits to the cold shower and the cold water but for me it's like that oh first thing in the morning you were just shocked you were pulled right into the present and I mean like after you I'm sure you feel you feel like an absolute boss you're like I'm a not I am unstoppable (laughs) like yeah yeah
0: my neighbors I hate me because I'm like I'm a winner (laughs) (laughs)
1: guaranteed they're like fucking american oh god <laughs> keep it out of there
0: fucking lesbians loud as hell <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god That's yeah no, <laughs> i'm proud of you i'm proud of you perfect well i'm sure we could do a full episode on cold showers but that is not the topic of conversation today and um, today's theme the challenge the struggle is something that we all experience and face, uh, and it's it's figuring out how we can stop comparing ourselves to others. I I think it's safe to say everyone has this issue. Everyone experiences some type of comparison, and social media has just amplified that by you know 10x. It's so easy to start measuring your self worth against others. Um, you know at work you're spending a lot of time wondering if we're if we're good enough, we're smart enough, attractive enough that's kind of a consistent theme and a consistent thought pattern throughout the day. And yeah, like I said, social media has only amplified that to, to, to a greater extent. So, you know, to put this into context, think about social media, for example, I've just gotten back onto social media and I, I find myself, you know, you find yourself drifting into the, the thought patterns like, you know, oh wow, they've got so many likes, they've got so many views of their video or or so many followers and, Oh, why don't I have that many? Hmm. Well, I kind of feel shitty about myself. You know, it's like, and then, I mean, Instagram, you know, you might be in the best physical shape possible, but then you go on social media and you look at this person and you're like, Oh, wow. I mean, that person has a 10 pack. I only have an eight pack. Life sucks.
0: I don't even have a pack. So,
1: <laughs> so like, yeah, but that's the thing. You started looking at, oh my god you just start looking at everybody's highlight reel and it literally just makes you feel like I mean, if it makes you feel like so unworthy or or hopeless and, and bad about yourself and again it's like you know bringing it back to to social media it's like you're looking at couples other relationships you're like oh my god they're so in love i had a big argument with my partner last night oh uh, you know i think it's, there's a lot of danger in that as well where you start to think that you know, the little bit of trouble in your relationship isn't normal or natural. I mean, it's probably the most natural thing in a relationship is to have arguments and, and tips now and again. But when you're seeing people who are like loved up, holding hands, running through a field of tulips together, you start thinking, oh, shit, is my relationship relationship not up to par? Um, so there's so many opportunities. I mean, you look, it's not like people are ever going to say, post on Instagram. Oh, I just got demoted, just lost my job. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're only going to say, I just got promoted, got a shitload of money. So it's constantly this upward comparison where you're, Mm -hmm. you're, you're only comparing yourself to people at their best state rather than, you know, looking at the person, the homeless person on the street and saying, you know what, I'm blessed. I've got a roof Mm -hmm. in my head. I've got a job. I've got some money coming in. So yeah, it it creates a lot of toxicity and, and toxic thought patterns in today's environment. 100%
0: Kev. And I think what you went through are some good examples of how we compare ourselves, especially when we're not necessarily thinking about the backstory. Right. And so I think first Mm -hmm. thing I want everybody to do is know you're not alone. If this resonated with you, if you found yourself in these examples, don't beat yourself up. Me and Kev, this resonated with us. Uh, and i know we're having a laugh about it but there have been many times where i look at somebody on linkedin and i'm like wow you know they're a director of sales and they're my age how did this happen um mm-hmm. and so that's what we're here today is don't judge yourself remember that we're all human and so relax stay with us we want to help you understand how do we get to the root of comparison and what we can do to overcome it
1: yeah i totally agree be and i'm curious do you have any examples top of mind of, of, you know, this kind of upward comparison that made you feel a little bit crappy about yourself when you were comparing, comparing your situation against somebody else?
0: Yeah, uh, I think have, you know, comparison just doesn't start when you're an adult. And so when I look back into my childhood, one example that came to mind was when I was um, in private school, there was a girl that used to bring in beef bourguignon. D. Have you ever had that? It's,
1: I've it's like, never heard beef for R D. Wow! No. It's no, like beef bourguignon <laughs> or
0: something. No, no. Okay, it's beefaroni, but it's by Chef Boy R D. Do you know who Chef Boy R D. is?
1: No, but okay. it sounds fancy as hell.
0: No, it's it's so American and it's so tacky. <laughs> it's like a can of unknown meat and noodles and like tomatoes. <laughs> unknown oh, meat. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, as a like a third grader, as like a eight year old, that was everything. And so, she would bring in beefaroni, but my mom would only get me spaghettios, and I would be so salty and fuming and just being like, "I want the beefaroni!" So. <laughs> i I made it a mission whenever we went to the store i was like can i have the beefaroni please uh to suggest to my mom like so i could level up so then Mm -hmm. finally she put it in the shopping cart i went to school the next day and i just thought i was that kid because no one could talk to me because i had beefaroni but it's a silly example but it really does yeah that's interesting yeah
1: totally That's a really interesting example. Wow, Uh, I like it. I'm trying to think. You know what? There was kind of a similar situation in school. We they had these little uh, lunchables where you'd have this like it was literally fake cheese and like crackers (laughs) and shit. And you'd these fake ham. You'd be looking at the kids like, damn, that's so cool.
0: Yes.
1: And here's me. I swear to God. Sometimes my my, whenever my mom made me sandwiches, they'd be decent. When my dad would make sandwiches, he'd literally cook could like an inch thick of cheese and put it between two slices of bread and it's like, good luck. You're like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> I don't even like cheese. It's probably why I'm intolerant because I was eating a block of cheese for lunch every day. Jesus Christ. If you're listening to that, uh, this is on you. All right. My, my, my dairy intolerance is because of you giving me a block of cheese for lunch. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. If I can think of a more, more. I'm scarred from this cheese story. Jesus, it's all surfacing back now. I'm going to have a nightmare tonight of a block of cheese running after me in my dreams.
0: No, no, get away. This is Um, your inner child wounding coming out. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyways. If I could think of if I, when I think I think of a more recent story where uh, myself and Alexa we moved into like a, a lovely new two bed apartment, a bit more space, which is badly needed seeing as we're working from home and it's great. It's great for Luna and stuff. So moved into this place, couldn't be happier, uh, but I was catching up with one of my friends back home. This was a couple of months back, but you know, it's chant. Yeah. Really happy. We're in a great uh, place or whatever. And great neighborhood. And he's like, Oh yeah. You know, some of the boys now they're, they're, looking at houses to start buying and, you know, they're, they're going to be uh, purchasing whatever, like, you know, building the dream home. And then there's that instant kind of switch where you go, oh, that pain in the gut. Oh God. Oh God. People are buying, people are getting their dream home and I'm renting and, oh, should I be where they are? You know, should I be, should I be buying a house at this stage? And it's that self-doubt and those feelings where you you go from a feeling of wow, I am so abundant, so happy to that feeling of of lack in like an instant. Uh, And thankfully, like I was able to pull it back and realize, Jesus Christ, man, you know, what are you thinking? Like you're in the Bay Area, it's a different scenario. And and I was able to pull it back, but it's still kind of bizarre to see that flick of the switch where you you just kind of get, get pulled into a feeling of lack when really you are so happy. But it's that comparison again, you know, it's you're comparing your situation to somebody else's.
0: It's so mad how quickly our brain can switch to negativity and mm-hmm. to take us down this path when we were just happy. So crazy.
1: It is. It is bizarre. Like, fuck you brain. Fuck you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Stay out of my life.
1: <laughs> Stay out of my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like really happy right now. Can you chill? Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me this moment. <laughs> give give me like this 10 seconds of habit.
1: happiness right now. Seriously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if we're really going to get somewhere with this, if we're really going to, let's talk real talk about comparison, let's begin with the fact that there are two types. So you have upward comparison. This is where you're comparing yourself. We're comparing ourselves to someone we, we perceive to be better than us. So this is definitely more on the type of looking at people who might have what you think you want. Do they have that nice house? Do they have the car? Are they performing better than you in a certain situation? Are they getting the promotions? Are they closing the big deals? Are they traveling around the world and they have these Instagram accounts that just show all these followers? Do they have the banging body, right? This is typically where you find yourself. Uh, At least I know I do is in the upward comparison motion. Where the downward comparison is where you're looking it's somebody that you consider less than. So these are individuals that maybe appear to you to not have all the things that you you have, right? But I think if we really take the time to think about it, Kev, it's about perspective when you get into a downward comparison thought track, because I think it could really help you perceive and to understand like what you've overcome to get where you are. Mm. And that is significant. Does that
1: make sense? Oh, it makes it, it makes a ton of sense. It's like I think there's so much value in like you know looking at the fact that you're during COVID, yeah, you lost your job. But I mean, there's people dying in the you know, parts of the world from starvation and lack of water. But it's really hard to do. But if you can, there's a lot of power in that. It's not just like you know um, you know look at their situation and and you know not empathize with it, but it's take gratitude for all that you have. I think it's really important.
0: Yeah, exactly. Gratitude is a real good example of being able to have perspective, especially mm-hmm. in this downward comparison mindset.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah. And Brie, there's there's a lot of research. There's a lot of studies on, on this. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. They found research has found that more than 10 percent of our daily thoughts involve making a comparison of some kind uh, and doing so typically detracts from our happiness. Because, look, at the end of the day, it's very rare that we do this downward comparison. It's typically upward, like looking at the person on the pedestal and thinking, "Oh, I'm not there yet." Um, but it's pretty clear that you know who we do actually compare ourselves. This is something that we can control. So there's a study um, recently where the, the the authors found that when people were specifically asked to compare themselves to someone with you know more moderate or lesser abilities to you're a relatively unsocial person these effects actually went away so exactly what we're talking about when you can focus on the attributes the the um the traits that you have that maybe somebody who doesn't have you can start to make yourself feel feel a little bit better about yourself and there also is found obviously i mean no surprise here but social media has just only amplified the the social comparison and made it much more more powerful and, and impactful um and I found this to be like, this is actually a quote uh, from a study back in 1964, before the age of social media, obviously. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. One of the quotes was Alfred Adler. He said that to be human is to have inferior, inferior uh, feelings. So obviously it ties into Be Human, our podcast. So I like it. I like it. Thanks, Adler. Thanks, Adler, (laughs) for the shout out. My boy back in 1964, let's go. (laughs) But uh, I think it's true. You know, why are we so, we're so inclined to have these inferior feelings rather than, you know, feel good about ourselves. Um, But the other point that was made in a recent study is, you know, back in the day, back in the 60s, you might have 10, 20, you know, close relationships and then potentially, 150 kind of wider uh, connections or, or acquaintances, whereas now the average number of, of, you know, online friends, doing quotation marks, is estimated to be around, you know, 338. So these connections, they just offer more and more opportunities for you to compare yourself against those other people and, and to incorporate social comparison into your life. So I think that's, you know, back in the day, you got those 10, 20 friends, maybe 150 other people, where you're probably stacking yourself up against them whereas now i mean most people yeah 338 a lot of people have more so you're comparing yourself against hundreds you know potentially thousands of other people uh, with where you are in life and where you want to be in comparison to them
0: i didn't realize that with more social connection we were potentially you know having more opportunities for more social comparison i know that makes sense but i didn't connect that mm.
1: Yeah, honestly, I didn't really connect it either until I started looking to it. It was really interesting. Just that, just thinking about that, you know, our our like my parents back in the day, like, yeah, I mean, they had like a couple of really close friends, but they didn't have all these like, you know, followers, friends on, on Facebook where people are you know, literally just posting their highlight reels. So it makes sense. It makes so much sense that we are spending so much of our thoughts, thought patterns uh, around comparing ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting.
0: Wow. And I think that segues really nicely for us, because what I want to ask is, how have you been conditioned by your parents? If their generation didn't really have social media, what made them compare? Because obviously, as a social beings, Alfred Adler said it, we have inferiority feelings. But what is it?
1: Mm, Back in the day in Ireland. I'd say it's probably like uh uh one, Patty being comparing himself against Joe, who you know, Joe can, can drink 20 pints of Guinness and Patty can only drink 15. And Patty just feels shit about himself. <laughs> I love how I love how I'm actually like using the word Patty, Joe. I like how how racist <laughs> am I to Irish people right now? I am Irish, <laughs> like Patty. Joe, and I link it right back to alcohol. Come on, Kevin, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But maybe, I, maybe
0: that's it. I mean, I, maybe, right? I think one of the things that uh, research shows, a lot of the comparison has a lot to do with what you saw in your community. So if in your community, Patty and, and Joe, they were drinking in the pub culture, then that's what you compare, right? That That is your your society. Those are your surroundings. And so your siblings, your parents would compare you to your siblings or your cousins or the kids in the neighborhood. The, your parents or parents compare against other parents. Oh, the Joneses went on vacation to Wisconsin mm. Dales. Why didn't we go on vacation, right? We had to go to Tampa. Tampa's not good enough. From like the beginning of time, we've been conditioned to base our self-worth on how others see us, mm-hmm. not how we see ourselves.
1: Bria, I think that's a really interesting point, because if you think, you know, when your your parents are talking to each other, there's never like a, you know, it's always like, oh, well, you know, Kevin's going to back to college. Yes. He's going back to oh doing gosh. master's. You know, he's, oh, my gosh. He's doing great. Yes. Did I tell you that he was, uh, you know, he was on the, you know, played rugby for this and he won this trophy. It's never just like, you know, Kevin's actually really happy. He's just a really happy person, just like lights up a room when he walks into it. He treats people with respect. There's never fucking talk about that. Actually, it's a really interesting point. And I think that's important. Even when you think when you have kids, it's not like, and, and I remember reading this before, you know, your kid comes home and gives you a record. Goes, oh, my God, daddy, daddy got an A. you like, put the report card aside or, or with the score aside and you say, hey, great job on the report, but I just want you to know, I'm really proud of you as a person because you treat people with respect. Yeah. I think that yeah. is key, but yeah, you're so right. Like yeah. parents, they're like, Oh, Jimmy down the road. He's just after uh, a <laughs> valedictorian or whatever you call it. He's just after
0: oh, yeah. uh, getting
1: into Harvard. He's, he's going to oh, be present. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. Yeah.
0: And what, <clears throat> what parents don't do is share the behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. What? Hey, you know, Jimmy is actually kind of depressed and we have to go upstate to get him to come back because although he's pursuing that master's, that Ph.D., he's suffering. Right. We Mm -hmm. never see the behind the scenes. We only hear about the highlight reel.
1: 100 percent. Yeah, so true.
0: And it comes in other areas. So you might say, no, my family is pretty authentic. We're we're, you know, very vulnerable and transparent. Sure. But I think there's ways in which we allow a people who have a domination, domination, is that a good word, in a skill that doesn't necessarily mean that they have domination in all areas. For example, you look at LeBron. LeBron is a really great basketball player. He's dominating in that arena. He has a team. He has food staff. He has More than we probably could imagine, that helps him to be at that level. And you might just know how to play backyard basketball. That isn't your skill. So don't ever, don't be like, oh, I'm a failure because I'm not at LeBron level. And I know this seems extreme, but honestly, we look at the way people dominate a skill. For example, I'll give you another example. You might say, I really want to write a book, but you aren't like, JK Rowling. And that doesn't mean that you can't write a book. That doesn't mean that you don't have a skill to tell a story. But you cannot compare yourself to other people's gifts and where they are good at, right? Like mm-hmm. that we have to really be careful of that.
1: Okay, well, Bree, you know what we're trying to do? We're we're trying to uncover the problem. And uncover the problem is not solely ours. You're not alone in experiencing comparison. Everybody does it, and goes through it. And I mean, Theodore Roosevelt, back in the day, I don't know how many years ago, was talking about car- comparison being the teeth of joy. Um, then look, the reality is we are definitely talking about it now in 2021. It's, it's even more prevalent. Um, so now that we've talked a little bit about the problem, let's talk through some solutions. Let's get to the good stuff.
0: Here are six ways to stop comparing yourself to others. So, hopefully, you take some notes. I encourage you to try at least one of these solutions and insights out for yourself. And remember, it only works if you work it. Ready?
1: What a line. I love that.
0: <laughs>
1: Great one. I love it. Okay.
0: Boom. All right. Boom. Number one, define what success and happiness means to you. Why is this important? Well, if you don't define what success means to you, what you will do is you will let other people define that success for you.
1: Love it, yeah, and I think it's so valid. At the end of the day, look, you might look at other people who are rich, wealthy, have tons of money, You think, you know what? I kind of want that too. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go make tons of money and and compare myself against others. And then the reality is, you might get it, and it might not make you any happier. So. It's important what matters most to you. Is it relationships? Is it physical fitness? Is it financial fitness, which is fine too? Is it your career success, spirituality? Identify the most important aspects of your life and focus on those because although somebody might be doing it well, super well uh, financially, they might be miserable spiritually. They might not be investing any time into that. And if that's a critical component of your life, then stop comparing yourself to others and not without knowing the backstory. Focus on what matters to you most.
0: Yes. And that flows into the second one, which is discover your strengths and focus on them. One of the things I have been a really good fan of, big fan of is strength finders. It's a test you take. And what it does is it really can give you competence and self-insurance about the skills and talents that you innately have. Right. So discovering Mm -hmm. your strengths and focusing on them allows you to pinpoint where you need to be so that you can define those success metrics for your life personally.
1: Love it, Bree. Love it.
0: Point three. Remember, people are human, which means that you might see somebody succeeding but remember that that person has a story, that person had to overcome, that person had a past that was filled with challenges, and they were able to put in the work. And so it's really, really important to humanize and to realize people have come from a past and it might not have been easy. So instead of being fooled by the smoke and mirrors, you can remember that, hey, people are human. Yeah.
1: And that kind of ties into the, into the next point for you where it's, you know, stay curious, you know, look for don't look at somebody and, and wallow in self-pity and grief like, oh, my God, they have everything I want. No, like try and dive in and understand how they got to that point, what habits they did, uh, what actions they took, how they progressed to that stage rather than just looking at them. And, oh, I wish that was me. Learn and then start to take action. I think that's critical because, hey, maybe you look at them and you're like, oh, I want that. And then you understand, oh, shit, there's a lot of work involved. And you know what? That's not my jam. And then that will put you in a much better state where you're not comparing and feeling crap about yourself.
0: I'll be honest here, Kev. I did that when I spoke with you. When I first met you, I saw this amazing body that you had. And you were kind of telling me your routine, the fact that you ate oatmeal every day, the fact that you went to the gym nonstop. And it really helped me to be like, actually, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I'm okay, you know, being where I am because they don't want to put in that work. Uh, So staying curious really does help you kind of recenter yourself. So I'll admit I did that for you. Love it.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Bree. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think uh, another point, this is one that I, I've definitely uh, taken into effect, not even just for comparison, just in general. It's na- name your inner crit- critic. So name mm. the inner voice. Uh, you know, I was telling you before, I named it uh, John Kreese from uh, Cobra Kai, you know, remember, the bad guy in yeah, Cobra yeah. Kai. <laughs> and like I find value in it because when I start to welcome John Kreese in, whether I'm feeling anxious or well in comparison or, or whether I'm starting to have those negative thoughts and I start to give it a label, I start to laugh. I'm like, wow, you're really crazy and this is hilarious, but it works Mm -hmm. because you then start to realize how kind of laughable it is that you're you're allowing yourself to compare yourself to somebody where you have no idea what the backstory to it is. But I do think giving yourself your inner critic a name, a voice, uh, an image, it really helps just disassociate from those thoughts and pull you back into, into the
0: present. And by doing that, you will accomplish step six, which is be kind to yourself. So know when that inner saboteur starts to talk, you can take a moment. You can be gentle towards yourself and recognize, hey, maybe I'm afraid. Maybe this is pulling up some inner uh, triggers. Some um, My inner child is having a moment. And you can center yourself and practice whatever self-care you kind of Uh, adopt. So whether that's meditation, whether that's taking a walk. And I want to say this one in particular that I want to do. So Kevin, you can hold me accountable. I want to do one thing on my to-do list that I've been putting off when I find myself comparing. Mm. And I think that will help me to recenter back to what my why is, what my reasons for thriving and achieving, and I think that will really help me to recenter. So, hopefully, you can hold me accountable to that.
1: Love it, Brie. Love it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, taking action, taking a step for your future. Oh, that brings a it's science. It gives you dopamine hit. It makes you feel good and allows you to start tracking towards towards the end goal. So, I love it.
0: Hopefully, you all have found at least. One way that you can help yourself stop comparing yourself to others, again, it only works if you work it. And remember, the biggest challenge is we're comparing our behind the scene to someone else's highlight reel.
1: People, the Be Human podcast, it's in its early days. So with that, we would really appreciate your support. If you wouldn't mind subscribing, leaving a feedback, but most importantly, if you wouldn't mind sharing with somebody that you think will get value from this, we'd really appreciate it. Please go ahead and do that. uh, And we are super, super grateful for that.